Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. I do want to let you know that this show and every show with Brian Smith is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn is the college recruiting sponsor across the Locked On Podcast Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster and for free. Post your job for free at LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn.com slash college terms and conditions apply. I'm Stephen Willis alongside Brian Smith, and we're going to talk a little recruiting and maybe the weekend that is today, actually, of being Saturday morning, that is college football. How you doing, Brian? Doing well, sir. How about yourself? I am doing quite well. It, now, we were sitting here talking about the um, this visit list, and we've been going over it off the air. But the main thing I'm noticing right now is the Caleb, Caleb Odom talk is starting to get real again. The tight end out of, I think, Carrollton, Georgia. It, he's visiting Ole Miss unofficially this weekend, um, today, and he has set up an official visit for the Texas A&M game, which if everything goes the way that right now I think it will, that Texas A&M Ole Miss game could be absolutely nuts. That should be a game that helps decide who wins the West. I mean, it's right now the topsy turvy. I mean, I wouldn't bet on anybody, but right now with the victory over LSU, Ole Miss is right in the thick of it, and recruiting gets a lot easier when you got meaningful games. Absolutely. Yeah, you have unofficial visitors um, popping up all over the place. You have Caleb, like I said, Caleb Odom. You have Cam Franklin's going to be in town again. Um, Jeffrey Rush, Raji Dennis, which his nickname on Twitter is the Roadrunner, by the way. He has a little Mike Wallace in his game. Caleb Cunningham, the 2025, is going to be there. Um, the only official visit is Cam Clark. I think he's a defensive lineman out of Tennessee. But it, it, it's a fairly impressive list of people visiting Oxford this weekend. If you can get kids like that to campus consistently, obviously it's going to benefit your program. The, the Caleb, the kid coming from Georgia is good, but like the Cunningham kid, you and I both love the 25 receiver from Mississippi. He's a must-get for the Rebels. He, he's a special player. Yeah, and um, Dylan Offord um, is another player that he trans. He's a 25 or 26 that transferred to like Saraland. Um, he, he's actually oh, running okay. backup wide receiver. Now, he's the next guy at Saraland. Oh, wow. um, um, <laughs> yeah, they got it's just one after another. And uh, Marion Johnson, uh, who I believe is from Wesson, Mississippi, Amari Johnson is another one that's going to mm -hmm. pop. He's a 26. So you have a lot of players down the line. They're, they're fighting to get tickets in Oxford. I guess that show that Ole Miss put on last weekend um, that, that has made people take notice. Well, if you drop over 50 points against the Bayou Bengals, people will tend to watch you. And uh, to be really honest, it's kind of hard to blame anybody. I mean, I I don't think Jackson Dart is getting enough attention on, on a side note because, I mean, I know LSU is not a great defense this year, but he just ran through them. He audibled when he needed to. He ran when he needed to. All the little things. And that's probably going to help Ole Miss recruiting as well. Just my opinion. Yeah, you have a situation. And, and and the first NFL draft list, by the way, came out where they started to rank quarterbacks and things like that. And Jackson Dart's coming in on these early lists around 15th or 16th 
on these draft boards. And, and, and if Jackson Dart with this recruiting class or this this draft class, if he's 15th or 16th, dude needs to come back because he could potentially be number one next year. Well, he fits the, the size profile. He's big enough. He's got the arm. And he's mobile. So I'm not sure what it is they like or don't like about him. Um, but at the same time, you can't change what he is physically. And that's the profile they're looking for. He's big. They want somebody that can take those hits. And his mobility, I think, is underrated, too. He's a pretty good runner. Yeah, actually, yeah. We talked off air about his run at the end of the third quarter and basically that ignited that whole stadium and just set that game on fire a little bit. Let's talk about the games going on today. Georgia plays Kentucky. Texas A&M plays Alabama. Those are kind of the two big games that people are going to be paying attention to. Let's start with Georgia and Kentucky. Georgia has had their, – their performance against Auburn last week was not good. They've had slow starts all during the seasons. They figured out how to win games. That's the reason they're still number one. This, this, is, a, this is a problem potential game for Georgia, don't you think? Is right now, um, and quite frankly, I just don't think they're all that their talent, and I'm not sure that they're a team that can really get it done when they have to. I'm Brock Bowers to save you every week. You can't rely on comebacks on the road. They're twice as good as Auburn talent wise. Why is Georgia taking so long to to go that route? I, I'm not. Maybe it's complacency, but that's something you got to give Kirby credit. He talked about that in preseason. It's like this is a new team. What you did last year doesn't matter. But I'm starting to wonder if some of the Bulldog players that were reading all the press and all the things that were being said about all the positives because they just don't look like they're that interested. I've watched several of their games. I have not seen them. Look coming out of the game looking for not one time. Yeah. Uh, you know, in the other game that everybody's going to pay attention to is Texas A&M and Alabama. And it, it's a game that A&M is kind of a two-and-a-half-point dog, three-and-a-half-point dog, depending on where you look at it. And, I mean, when I watch these two teams play, it's kind of like a wrong team favor type deal. Well, A&M's at home. We both know what a difficult place to play Kyle Field is. They have nothing to lose because they're playing Alabama. The media and the people in Las Vegas always favor Alabama. But at the same time, they've had some success against them recently. And I wouldn't be surprised if that happened again this year. They've got a, they got a veteran quarterback, Johnson, and their defensive front is nasty. Alabama can't throw much anyway. So if A&M devote an extra guy in the box to slow down the run and make make the quarterback a one-dimensional player, Alabama could be in trouble. Yeah, it, it, it is a situation that's going to be interesting. This is a weekend that the SEC kind of comes into focus a little bit. We get to find out if Georgia really is vulnerable. Um, is Alabama really the level that we think they are, or are they or is this 2015 all over again? There's there's a lot of questions that are going to be answered this today. 
Yeah, I, I would think that somebody's going to either get knocked off or at least they're going to play in a manner that makes you think, okay, eh, they may not be the team that can win it. Like Alabama, I had questions about. Anyway, obviously they lost to Texas at home. If they lose this game against A&M today, then it's Katie barred the door for them. But Georgia's the team that I'm more interested about because I don't know what to make of how they played this year. And quite honestly, I'm not sure anybody else knows either. Yeah, it's just a situation with Georgia. They just they just don't quite look right. They don't look like they've looked over the last couple of years. And it's not just the fact that it's Carson Beck, because Carson Beck has played relatively well. Explain that to me, because he's got talent. Um, but their defense is the one that's went down. They've been bitching about the offensive coordinator. Their defense is not as good. Now, they lost Carter, and they lost some other guys. They lost some good players, but it's not like Georgia's bereft of defensive playmakers. They're just not playing as well, and that's going to catch up with them eventually unless they turn it up a notch because you can't just kind of float along in the SEC. Somebody's going to get you. Thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Um, we're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Brian, thank you, buddy, um, for this, and enjoy the football today, man. Absolutely. You do the same, my friend.